I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Hello, Ben. How's it going? Good morning, man. Um, it's going good. What about you? Yeah, it's going good. It feels good. Uh, we missed last week on the podcast. Yeah, weird. It, it, there's, there's something about sitting in front of a, a microphone that just feels good (laughs) (laughs) so you missed it (laughs) oh yeah if you're a podcaster listening you you know what i mean there's just something about talking into a mic and recording that i don't know i think maybe it's like you feel like a radio announcer or something (laughs) (laughs) all important and stuff (laughs) yeah and i think you you automatically start to like try to make your voice be like deeper because <laughs> it, cause it's fun to talk in a mic like that, like a like a radio announcer. I'm telling you, I, <laughs> you don't get that feeling. I'm just trying to find the right words because it's not my native language. I guess <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. But I mean, we had a good um, streak going. But uh, honestly, I could use the extra hour last week as well. So <laughs> yeah, we've been going pretty strong about every week. Um, yeah, I think that was maybe the second break yeah. since we started maybe and the good thing week, is the so. good thing is now we have a lot to talk about <laughs> oh man yeah lots to talk about um yeah for sure um so there's this new thing called <laughs> tiny log that i have lots of questions about um oh yeah you just what announced does it do? that you're working on it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you you tell me <laughs> Yeah. So, so I guess first question, and I think this is what a lot of people are probably uh, thinking about, because this is my question, is like, why, why now? Why do this <laughs> new thing? Like, are you a crazy man? You you already have playgroup going and kind of things kind of going there. Why are you doing something with TinyLog, a new project? Yeah. Um, so I, I thought about that for quite a while, actually. Um, that was not an easy decision. Um, and I, th- I just feel that Playgroup isn't a good spot right now where people are actually signing up since I opened it, um, which happened, I think, last over the last week. I think uh, I did not talk about that on the show yet, right? Um, mm-hmm. so I pushed out the new landing page, and with it, you can now just sign up uh, directly. I set up email automation so that after 10 days, you will be reminded that your trial will end soon. And then after 13 days, like it's a 14 day trial. So after 13, it will send you another email saying that, hey, if you don't take action right now, uh, your playgroup will be deleted. Um, and so, yeah, I just I just feel that playgroup is in a good spot. And since I've opened it, two people have signed up without me being involved at all, which is pretty cool. Um, that felt pretty mm-hmm. magical. Like you, you know, like you, you just wake up and you check the database, um, and you see two new people sign up for it, and they actually created some threads and were like dabbling around with it. That's pretty good. Um, so basically, what you're saying is, Playgroup is at a place where it's all automated, and it all just, you know, there's nothing else to do. It all works on itself, so you can just ride off into the sunset. Oh, there is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is a ton to do. Um, I just think that what I should be doing with Playgroup right now is not build a ton of new features for it. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I want to do rather sooner than later is extend the Slack integration so that you can, with a single click, get stuff over into a thread on Playgroup. Um, 
But apart from that, I don't think that I should be building too many new features right now, but instead try to talk mm -hmm. to people and, you know, like do some marketing and selling um, to get a clearer signal if, uh, you know, like if what I'm doing is actually going to work in the long run. So I want to make it to three or plus three paying customers by the end of the year. Um, and I, I think I've just come to terms with the fact that it's just going to take some time. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And while I'm kind of waiting and doing some marketing stuff on the side and trying to find other channels that I have not found yet, I still want to, you know, like scratch that itch of I want to build stuff, I want to code stuff, <laughs> and I want to design mm -hmm. stuff. You're a coder. And, yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of how I came to think of... Uh, um of tiny lock as a project and i honestly i had no idea if i should do that like build it in public and you know like be super open about it share the database schema and some progress on the ui and everything um but i just wanted to have fun <laughs> so i i just thought it could be kind of funny to just be like you know i don't really care about that making money right now um i'll just put it out there and let people uh, come along for the ride basically and that's you know like today's the first day that i've actually started sharing stuff yesterday i just casually announced it and that got a lot of traction mm -hmm. on t on twitter i probably added 120 followers overnight um wow up to a point where i was almost a little little bit afraid that when i announced the actual idea people might be disappointed by it <laughs> um yeah but it's been received pretty good and I was able to make some really good product uh, pr project uh, pr progress today. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So just kind of recap what you're saying, which I think, you know, I think it makes sense. Basically, you're saying you feel like you're at a pretty good spot with Playgroup, like feature wise, product wise. And in some ways, it's just like a, a marathon, like it's a long game. And so, like, you kind of just need to be patient and wait and something that will help you be patient to just kind of see what happens with it is build another little fun thing on the side. Yeah, exactly. So it's like me being impatient and I'm just uh, tiny lock is like my punching bag where I can basically put in all the, the energy that I will have um, while being patient mm -hmm. with playgroup. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that. Like, I definitely feel that sometimes with support man, like in some ways I kind of just did the same thing, I guess. Like I, I, I have some features that I think I should build, but I'm not really sure. Um, and I don't want to just waste time building them. So I kind of just waited, you know, I took a week off. I kind of just let some more people come to the door, talk to them. And then I like just taught myself TypeScript and uh, took like a little course on TypeScript, which, you know, doesn't really have anything necessarily with yeah. moving support man forward. I think it will, you know, be a beneficial thing for me to know in the future to, to add on to support man. But like, you know, I could have went during that same time, I could have probably built multiple features by now, but it's like, would that have actually moved the needle forward at all? In some ways, you know, just waiting and having something else to work towards can help you to be patient. So I see, I see what you're doing. So I, I think it makes sense, I guess. That, that's I can good, see at some least. people saying it's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Bad yeah. idea to work on two things, <laughs> I guess. I, I got some private messages like, 
like just saying oh no like with a link to <laughs> to the tweet it's like, oh no don't, don't do it <laughs> that's pretty funny um no but i i think most people understand that when i when i explain that i just think that playgroup is going to take some more time and so just this week something happened like one of the competitors that i have been observing from the distance camaraderie uh they actually shut down uh, because they what they said is they couldn't figure out a distribution channel um and then covid happened mm. and that that like they took a hit and i think they were on it full time so they like they had to make it work and it, i think it just didn't i hope they will release some kind of post-mortem there um but that also yeah. like that just tells me like you know figure out the distribution channel is like a good idea and that just takes some more time i guess um but if I see the traction that I hope to see, I mean, I'm I'm not planning on shutting down Playgroup anytime soon. Be be that traffic or no traffic, actually. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, tell us more what Tiny Log is. Oh yeah, uh, I have not mentioned that. <laughs> um, so Tiny Log is basically a publishing platform in a way but very simple um like you you get this um web app and it will actually spin that off within the next two weeks into an electron app and a cordova uh, ios and android app um, that lets you publish your own little blog and you can also then turn every blog post um into a little newsletter posting uh, so that will go out via email um so it's a little bit like medium plus substack or um matt wensing actually said it's a little bit like convert kit as well and, and he's right like mm -hmm. it's maybe it's a mix of medium and convert kit in a way um so you, you're basically just sitting there enjoying this beautiful ui of tiny log and typing away on your blog uh, and then you just hit publish and it will basically generate a static site and publish that to hopefully later to a server of your choice so that you own the entire data um, for now, mm -hmm. it will just publish, like it will generate a static site and just put it on my server and you can have a custom domain link to it later. Um, and it will also then, depending on your settings, send out the, uh, the blog post via email. Um, and you could probably like have settings to just send it once a week. So everything you put up in that week will be sent once, or you can decide to just put out like email out every single article, um, depending on how you want to you know, like handle your newsletter, I guess. Um, and I, I want to make it so that you can also discover other tiny logs. Um, so there is a section where you can basically go in and be like, hey, I'm interested in, let's say, journalism. And then you will find other tiny logs that um, basically blog about journalism. So basically, when you set it up, you have to choose like some topics that you're that you're talking about in your blog. Um, and that will add the benefit for mm -hmm. you as the blogger that there is discoverability on the platform and others can just find you. I also want to put out like every blog, um, like put out an RSS feed for them and, and a sitemap so that they actually get some SEO benefits out of that. Um, and within the app, you should be able to bookmark certain um, certain articles. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so that yeah. sounds like a lot already. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool though. It's, it's basically a combination of tools that people are to use to like set up their own blog, but then, you know, they're doing that all themselves. And this kind of like automates that and puts it all together, handles the email and newsletter stuff. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds pretty interesting. Um, 
I've noticed, uh, I think all your projects have kind of been around this space uh, in some ways, like basically with written form, written text and stuff like your first project with, oh, now I'm forgetting the name. What was it called? Oh, Narrower. I think you mean narrower. Yeah, narrower. Yeah. Like that was, yeah. Like that was uh, what you, you know, it was kind of like Twitter in some ways, but, you know, people posting little, little things. And this is, this feels similar to that. And, you know, but it's like blog posts, which I think actually the founder of Medium, I forget his name, uh, but he did the same. I mean, he helped start Twitter, which obviously is small, small form posts and stuff. And then now he's, I think, still maybe the CEO or at least he founded Medium. Um, which, you know, is more like blog posts. So it's like you're following his footsteps, maybe. <laughs> I didn't even know that, man. <laughs> you you got to give me his name after after the show so I can look him up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't remember. I'm sure everyone listening knows, but uh Oh, I'll forget. just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, I had no idea. It seems like you have an interest with writing and platforms around writing. Yeah, yeah, that's... That's for sure. Um, I, I, th- I mean, even playgroup is a lot of writing for communities. Yeah, yeah I also think that what I want to do with Tiny Log a little bit is um, put the community aspect in it so that like when you get the newsletter form of the publication and you reply to the email, that will then hopefully be rendered as a comment on the blog page so that they basically, it's it's just one publication and it doesn't really matter if you're like reading the blog on the web or in the tiny log application or if you're receiving a newsletter you're basically all interacting with the same piece of content right so there's this little community aspect around that um yeah and i i hope to be able to i don't know if i can fit that into two weeks but i want to be like i want to give people the opportunity or the the option to make it private so that they can also like publish um publish like a private blog and newsletter um, and then basically adopt the same concept I use for playgroup and like give give people a whitelist and everybody who's on that whitelist basically just by email address can then go to the blog page and be like, hey, I want to be logged in so so I can read that. And easiest way for me to do that would be just send like they just enter the email address and if they are on the whitelist for that publication or for that blog, um, they will just be sent a magic link and then get access to it and that will just store a cookie in the browser. Um, so that could be kind of kind of cool to or easy to implement and kind of cool for the um for the people who are actually blogging and want to have that more privately. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um I have another question about that. Uh but before I just looked it's Evan Williams is uh, oh, yeah. the founder. He helped found a Twitter and then Medium later. Uh, he also founded Blogger, which is taught <laughs> by Google. But anyways, Evan Williams, definitely look him up. You're following his footsteps. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Um, Okay, so yeah, some of these things, that reminds me, like having like a private feed and stuff, like you could then even add, make it really easy for people to be able to charge, you know, to to get that feed, which would be kind of cool. Yep. But that then makes me think, like how similar is that to Substack, like what are some of the competitors that are kind of doing similar things here? Yeah, Substack is a little bit in that in that area for sure. What I, what I think they really do a poor job at though is discovery and having an actual blog for people. Um, 
like they they it's it's basically just newsletters right and it's pretty hard to discover new ones on Substack so it's more like the creators of the newsletter they have to go and be discovered outside of the Substack universe basically or just you know like to let people sign up for it elsewhere on their on their personal sites or wherever um, and that's something I want to do different. I, I want to have this, um, like the application itself should provide this discovery section where you can find new people and sign up for that. Because also, like I'm I'm subscribing to, I think, three different newsletters on Substack. But you like I didn't find them through, through Substack, right? I just found them because I somehow followed the creators of the actual newsletters. Um, right. And also what I want to do is like give people the option to put some f different themes on everything like on their blogs and on the on the newsletter templates as well um yeah, yeah so they basically can kind of open make it more of yeah. their own like they can make it more their own blog yeah yeah exactly kind of open sourcing even the um the starter template that i will build and then people can be uh, like basically build on top of that and um I, I don't know, I'll probably have to figure out some process that people can then submit their own themes and others can use them. Um, so you make it more individual for sure. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, the ultimate goal would be because w what it is at its core is it's generating a static site, right? The blog will be a static site and I should be able to let people deploy that or with like... <laughs> That is pretty technical and people won't see it that way, but it, it will be in technical terms like a deployment pipeline. So they can be like, hey, that's my server and FTP login. And then it will basically just deploy the site to their servers. Um, so they own the data and um, yeah, they can just put in their own on, on put it on their own domain, put it on their own server. Um, and it's basically just, you know, tiny log is just the the editor so to say like you're writing your posts on there and then it just all gets magically pushed to your own server and it's just there it's a little bit like having mm. your own wordpress installation in a way <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool interesting <clears throat> very interesting um so you're describing all this stuff <clears throat> this sounds like a lot of work yep. <laughs> are you gonna get this done in uh three weeks <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so my self-imposed time limit is two weeks um and there will not be this publishing pipeline to different servers in that time frame for sure that will not happen um maybe i won't even be able to make publications private in that time um but i think what will happen in those two weeks is that you can create your publication you can publish blog posts it will render a static site that will probably be on the tiny log server still and it will trigger an email newsletter every time you publish or at the end of the week and you will be able to go into the discovery section and see the other people using tiny log at that point and you'll be able to follow different tiny logs so they will appear in this left sidebar maybe you've seen some screenshots um, and then you can mm -hmm. basically just go there and read the articles um, and I hope that I can pull off an Electron app that should be doable and an iOS app that lets you basically do all of what I just described from your phone and from your desktop. <laughs> if I can pull that off in two weeks, that's pretty good already, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Um, but I guess kind of the question then still is, is, you know, you get this pretty good MVP out in two weeks. 
then you know are what's the plan like continuing to build out all these other things that you're kind of talking about or like how do you do that going forward alongside play group so the plan first of all is make it through those two weeks and then see how many people are actually interested in it how many have signed up for it how many are on the early access list um Mm -hmm. today it's probably three to five (laughs) um and then i hey that's a start yeah it is i mean (laughs) this building in public is pretty intense uh on your twitter notifications so uh (laughs) (laughs) i might be able to build a little bit of hype around it um so but but yeah, yeah like the the idea is to just build that mvp and see how much traction it actually gets in in those two weeks and if people could imagine um y- using it or recommending it i've also had somebody reach out just uh just earlier who basically said that um he is running another SaaS and he <laughs> like his clients could be interested in using something like that um so yeah, it's also something I have not really discovered yet is using that in a B2B context a lot. Um, but companies do have blocks as well. So maybe there is an angle that you could also explore a little bit more. Um, right. <clears throat> yeah, I could almost see that, that just made me think like, you know, even with businesses and companies using something like this, like maybe there is space out there in basically being able to own own it kind of like you're saying like there is already medium which medium was pretty big and i feel like they've kind of gone towards they own your content more than you do sometimes yeah, and so yeah. you know companies and individuals don't want to write on there anymore as much so if you can kind of refill that void where it's oh you actually own this you know it is a platform that helps and it helps discoverability and some other things gives you those benefits but at the same time you actually do own this blog and you can customize it to be your own thing, yeah. you know, add your own themes, whatever. I could see there really being value in something like that, I guess, that, you know, people would want almost like a white label version of medium that makes it really easy. <clears throat> and then, I don't know, obviously that's a pretty, in some ways that's a competitive market, I guess, but it's also like a huge market. So you know, there's, there's tons of ways to make blogs today. Um, but it's so huge and everyone's doing it that I, yeah, maybe you could find your little spot in that. Yep. It's yeah. As you mentioned, it's like there is the centralized aspect so that there is discoverability among the blogs, but at the same time, if you can deploy to your own server, it's also decentralized at the same time in a way. Right. So they, like people own their blogs. It's literally on their, (laughs) on their hard drives, on their servers. Um, but at the mm-hmm. same time, because they publish through the central, uh, the central server of TinyLog, um, there is the centralization and discoverability, and um, that that's a that's a pretty neat concept, I think. Also, I think so too. Yeah, I, I didn't really like overthink the whole idea, right? I I mean, there is a huge right, market, right. and I have built a million blocks in my life, um, so I know a thing or two about them. Um, but it's yeah, I'm I'm kind of ignoring most of the advice that we have gathered <laughs> over the last year on this show, and I'm just jumping in, having some fun, and you know, like just seeing where it goes. <laughs> right. Sorry, I can't stop myself from like thinking in no, all these no, different I mean, aspects, and <laughs> <laughs> I will need to deal with that at some point. <laughs> so have you? So I'm guessing that you're not thinking about pricing or anything like that. Then 
I I do I I did think about that a little bit um because if you compare it to medium and they're just charging like five bucks that's not a lot um that's probably not enough to make it work so right now I would say mm-hmm. if I would have to put on put a price tag on that today because it also sends the emails which you know like that can get expensive at some point um I would probably right. say it should be around twelve bucks a month I don't know if that's feasible though like if it's for a company that you're blogging for that's nothing <laughs> but if you're a private yeah. like you know i mean you you i mean we could we could look at it like if you were to build a blog let's say with wordpress or whatever you would have to pay for the hosting you would have to care about the updates and plugins and you would still have to connect it to some kind of a newsletter service um or if you're going with something like ghost i think they start at 29 bucks if you're taking the hosted version so i think this this can get expensive quickly even if you're just you know yeah. like a private person writing blogs so i i don't know i mean i i probably have to um think about that a little bit more but like right now i just say make it 12 bucks or 15 maybe 15 is too much already i don't know <laughs> make it 10 to 12 bucks and that should be should be good yeah i mean I don't know. It seems like you'd have to have a range at some point. I mean, maybe you can start it out this way, but like, you know, like even in some ways you're doing part of what ConvertKit's doing, which, you know, I think they charge on like the amount of contacts you have or something like that, which obviously that does correlate to how much it's going to cost you. Like if you're sending out emails to thousands and thousands of people for someone like that could be pretty expensive on your side. Um, and you know, obviously they're getting more value out of it too. So like I could see really having to scale the pricing with the size of someone's audience, basically, you know, how many people are coming to the blog, how many people they're emailing out, uh, maybe a combination of those things. So in some ways, $12 seems kind of cheap. I mean, that, that would be a really good price, I guess, for someone starting out, which might be your your original audience, which sounds good. Um, but yeah, I could see like needing to have some expansion areas maybe on the pricing. Yeah, that makes, that's cool. that makes a ton of sense, especially with sending to a larger audience. I think that should be more expensive then. Maybe you could even go ahead a, st- a step further and just be like, hey, you can get a blog without the newsletter part. And that just costs less than when you want to add mm. newsletters and then you just have this little add-on like newsletters and maybe have another add-on like published to your own server or whatever and then Ooh. i don't know <laughs> almost sounds like a really good freemium play just have your blog for free and then if you want to do all this extra cool stuff automatically mm. by clicking a button pay pay this this much money that sounds pretty good <laughs> <laughs> yeah Interesting. Um, so the other cool thing you're able to do is work full time on this because somehow you got a couple of weeks off from your day job, right? How did yeah. you manage that? I just, I mean, that's just my vacation for the year. <laughs> um, and I'm just spending it building a new thing because I'm crazy. Um, yeah and yeah, also because really like we travel i mean we had some travel plans for march we wanted to go to mexico which obviously didn't happen because of covid and so now we're kind of mm-hmm. stuck at home anyway and we just we'll just make some day trips here and there um which will probably be like me not not building anything like on those days i won't even be near a computer um yeah 
but most of the time uh, we'll just be at home i guess and we just moved here so there is a stuff like there is a ton of stuff to do still <laughs> um so we can actually use that time at home as well so yeah i just uh nice. thought it would be nice to go crazy and start another project crazy man <laughs> <laughs> so are you planning to do uh, a live stream i was thinking about it um I do want to put out some videos once that you can actually see some more interactivity and maybe walk through like the login process and how you create the tiny uh, log and everything. I almost say t I almost said tiny group there. That's getting confusing. <laughs> um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Play log. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if if there would be a lot of people watching me. I, I probably would have to do it late in the evening because most people following the journey are not in germany um may maybe i'll try mm -hmm. maybe i'll try <laughs> i think you should i think it'd be fun get a stream going and get people yelling at you in the comments yeah what watching me struggle to you know like make a simple join on a table that that sounds like fun <laughs> <laughs> nice so what what about you i mean you had like a lot of time off now uh you yeah. i mean you were kind of struggling and you you felt like you needed to refresh a little bit i guess yeah and i think that was good i think that was a good choice uh you know did learn Ch typescript like i mentioned but i mean i've still been like responding to uh trialing customers and people that are trying it out um and so i had a few good trialing customers come through that i think are really should be good fit uh teams for support man like i had a team that had like 15 support members i have a team that's currently trying that has 20 it's like really good sized companies where i think you know that's where support man will hopefully be the most valuable yeah yeah so i'm really hoping a couple of those will convert <clears throat> um so that's been really good to see just like some of those come through um, I, I've also noticed since I've updated my intercom listing, I've had a, just a tiny uptick in trials coming from intercom. So I think that little optimization worked out a little bit. I think I'm still only getting like three or four trying customers a week, which um, is not too but bad. It's, you know, it's something. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's something. Um, <clears throat> so yeah that's that's been kind of interesting to watch and just kind of see and then the other kind of interesting interesting thing that happened recently is you know that company i, I think i mentioned probably like five six uh podcasts ago that basically i i thought was like the perfect fit company for support man they had like 25 support team members they really loved it i had even talked to them and they're like oh this is amazing and then they ended up not converting to pay yeah i remember that <laughs> <laughs> um so i had emailed them back then and said like hey um you know what if you know this is the direction i think support man is going what if you know we get to that point does this sound like something interesting to you kind of pitching them on the future of support man a little bit and i hadn't heard from them for months and then this last week they finally replied to that and like hey that sounds really good we want to try it out again <laughs> <laughs> Um, nice so yeah that was kind of interesting that somehow 
after time i was able to kind of get them back in the loop <laughs> yeah that's pretty good um, so we'll see we'll see what happens with that I'm, I'm really hoping that they actually start paying um because they already took the free trial so i'm, I'm kind of pushing them towards that like hey if you want to keep using this and try it out like you have to pay um yeah that's so good. i'm trying to be strict with that um so we'll see <laughs> if they actually start paying uh hopefully <laughs> um because if they did, they would be my first company at the $50 per month uh, plan, which would be really cool to get someone in on that yeah, plan. Yeah, for sure. Um, but with that being said, there are like a few features I'm thinking about, like, should I start building those in? Um, I, I actually finally just launched, uh, so I already built like the reminders I think I talked about on here, but I actually hadn't really shared that with any anybody, like even my, my current users. So I just kind <laughs> of sent out a message telling them how that works. So we'll see people using that new feature. Um, but yeah, there's a couple uh, new features around smart notifications, I think I'm calling them, um, that I'm thinking about building. Um, because that's, that's some of the stuff that this company was interested in and through my customer discovery, some, some features that other companies were kind of interested in. Um, so yeah, I'm still kind of playing around with like, should I spend the time to do that now or just wait? Um, I think I probably should just go into building those. Um, basically what it is, is notifications to slack based on some thresholds that are important to support teams so like if they have like a, a team in their intercom that's getting overloaded with support requests and stuff it will send a slack message to just kind of let the team know like hey we're kind of getting overrun here maybe we need some extra hands on deck something like that oh yeah that's pretty um, smart an another one would be you know people support teams want to respond back to customers in timely fashion. Um, so they could set like a threshold, like, Hey, if we haven't gotten back to a person after a couple hours and their conversation is still open, let's send a message directly to the admin who is on that one. Some different notifications like that, that I think lend really handy to, you know, Slack, um, that they can just easily set up by just picking a threshold. Um, so yeah, those are some of the ideas of things I think would be valuable from the conversations I've had with people. Um, so yeah, I probably should just go ahead and start building those. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, kind of that, where I'm that at. Sounds I'm like kind of yeah. That, go ahead. Yeah, that just sounds like oh, we have some some delay here. Um, that sounds like a pretty useful yeah. feature. I I think more people will will view it that way. Yeah, hopefully, and. Um, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where I've like partially validated it by talking to people, but like, I'm not really sure if it's like, oh, th that's going to be the thing that really makes people want to hand over their money. But in some ways it's like, I won't really know until I just make it. And, um, I've planned out kind of what it would take to build those. And I, I really don't think it would be too much. Um, so I probably should just go ahead and do it. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with things. Kind of been thinking about stuff, um, talking to different um, trialing users, um, and you know, did the learning type script. I've just went through and uh, added um, being able to build uh, TypeScript files within my Node.js project that I already had. So you kind of have to do some configuration so that it 
can build JS files and TypeScript files. Um, because ultimately TypeScript compiles down to JavaScript, and then yeah, you just, yeah. you know, are publishing the JavaScript files. But I think I almost have that working, and then I can. The plan is to go ahead and uh, any new uh, like features I'll do in TypeScript instead of JavaScript, but then have the old JavaScript still there, and maybe I'll convert some of those over if I feel like it. But <laughs> that's that's kind of the plan right now. That sounds like fun. I mean, you you started learning TypeScript just for fun, right? Yeah, I mean, I I heard some people talk about it um, <clears throat> on Twitter, and I was like, this this does really seem like a benefit. And I've and actually most of my experience in job and like job experience has always been with static typed languages. Ah, and I, see. Yeah. I I I really like it better. Like I like that world better. I think. And so there was definitely some things I that annoyed me in JavaScript around that because I was used to um, TypeScript <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? Maybe I should give TypeScript a try then because it, it looks pretty good. And yeah, I think it is pretty good. No. Um, <laughs> what? You don't like that world? No, I think, I think a lot of... <laughs> Man, I hate that world. <laughs> no, I actually think a lot of people, uh, they actually like the strict typing. I, for one, um, I really like that JavaScript is not typed. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's just, I don't know. It, <laughs> at the end of the day, I would argue that- Just because you you're a crazy man. Get, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you can still get the same bucks uh, even with TypeScript if you're like not doing it perfectly right. And then, well, man. <laughs> It just uh, adds a little overhead there, but I get that it can also be beneficial, especially I think in larger teams where you don't really know what kind of type a function is expecting and everything that makes it easier for sure. Right. Yeah, we can debate <laughs> this later. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, yeah. You you it's it sounds like you got the next steps planned. Basically, you you will be implementing those. Uh, smart notifications and then the product has even more value and will be easier to sell that sounds like a good plan hopefully <laughs> hopefully yeah that's kind of the plan um but yeah that's pretty much all for me did you have anything else that we we missed around tiny log and playgroup I, I just have one little thing that i found over the week which is i think i mentioned that on the show earlier um when we were talking about how I never really like, sh like, should you like have an MVP before you show people or before you talk to people about something? And I said that I had this little click dummy uh, built out and actually found that like the HTML of it. Uh, and it's, it's working still, of course, because it's just static HTML plus like five lines of JavaScript. And it's really funny to look at like the progress <laughs> that playgroup made from this very very first version to where it is today that's crazy to think that it's not even been a year of working on that and where it is right now you should that's like cool. we should link that up in the show notes <laughs> i i tweeted about it and we should look okay. that up. <laughs> definitely yeah that's pretty cool made a lot of progress on this show yep so <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, that was good. And um, hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, listening to that. I'm sure we're all going to be uh, following you on Twitter uh, to see what's going on with Tiny Log. <laughs> no pressure. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll be talking about it here in the, the next podcast as well. Um, just 
hear how that's going. Uh, But yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you in another episode. See you next week. Bye-bye.